Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Tim Reid, host of Australia and New Zealand's number one business and marketing podcast, the Small Business Big Marketing Show, which can be found on all Virgin Australia domestic and international flights as well. So the podcast that launched about seven years ago now and has well over 300 episodes, has built a global audience in over 110 countries. He's the author of The Boomerang Effect, which, yes, has got him quite a bit of attention. He's also worked with some great global brands and he's a very much in-demand speaker around the world. I think every month just about I'm chatting with him and he's off in some foreign exotic location. So he's a great marketer, a good friend and a little bit of trivia was the uh, MC at my wedding. So it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome Tim Reid to the Business Systems Summit. G'day Dave. Thank you for having me, mate. Lovely intro. I couldn't have written it better myself. <laughs> Thought you might like that one. Now, this session is going to be really quite interesting because it's a little bit different from some of the other sessions. I've been helping Tim <laughs> formalize his podcasting process. Through gritted teeth, I, I by the way. You get to tell us that you're, you're not a systems man so much, but you love the output of a good system. Correct. So, it, uh, and we're using it's a, a good combination of System Hub, Trello, and also a virtual assistant who is joining us as well. Joel, you there, Joel? Hello. Good there, morning. There we go. <laughs> From he he to anyone listening, that little hello there is my secret sauce. <laughs> so it's the perfect combination between well-documented systems and processes with a good project management tool and then some secret sauce in the name of Joel to to bring it all together as uh, yeah yeah, it's turned into quite a really yeah a fantastic process and I'd love Tim and Joel Dave I call it the mean lean podcasting machine (laughs) (laughs) you are the marketing man and Thank you. Um, you've got such the radio voice. I need to see if I can get some voice Well, I've, I'm told I've got a, a great head for radio, so uh, we'll just work on that. Nice. Yeah, well, let's dive in because I know you've got uh, another appointment straight after this session. And what I would love to do is just walk through the process you go through for publishing an episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show. And I know you handle the first few stages and then we'll have Joel jump in and tell us about some of the later stages as well. So I don't know if you want to dive in or how you want to start. Tell us a bit about the podcast and then, yeah, I suppose dive into that step one. Dave, that is such a broad question. You are better than that. <laughs> tell us a bit about the podcast and then dive into the start. I mean, you, mate, you're the systems guy. I need you to slice and dice this to within an inch of its life. All right, Tim, how on earth do you seem to land such interesting and fantastic guests for your podcast episodes? Ah, That's a very specific question. That's fantastic. And the answer to that is people love to talk about themselves. So whilst there may be people listening thinking, oh, I could never get in front of such and such, you would be surprised. So I constantly, as a podcaster, as someone who loves to create helpful content that helps small business owners master their marketing, I am constantly on the lookout for interesting people who can share their knowledge to do that. So uh, I guess my opening tip 
is to have your radar on when you're flicking through a magazine, when you're at a networking event, when you're in a conversation, when you're driving past a business that, for me, you know, like, wow, look at that branding. I'm going to find who did that and interview them. Or I'm reading an article and I've noticed that someone has used marketing effectively because that's my thing. And so I just reach out to them and that reach out might be a direct I might just pick the phone up and try and get through. That's generally the least successful one because you've got to get past the Dobermans. But I might reach out to them on Twitter. I might reach out on Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn and say, hey, does anyone know such and such? And generally someone will know someone, you know, the old six degrees of separation. So it's not that hard. And the bottom line is people like to talk about themselves On the Small Business Big Marketing Show, I have so far, as of today, interviewed 370 successful small business owners. I think I've been knocked back three times. Yeah, wow. So step one then is identifying who it is that you want to have on your radar on the podcast and then having an outreach method. And you've got, it sounds like you've got a few different ways to do it. Is that, I don't think knowing you, that's too structured. It's not like you have a formal template (laughs) or anything like that. that Well, well, I have, I have, but I actually don't use it very often. So let me give you two brief examples. I was at a networking, oh, actually I was at a a business lunch about four weeks ago. I'll I'll use the example. The guy who was on my table, who was also speaking at this lunch was the guy who was responsible for Swiss multivitamin success, right? He's the guy behind it all and, and he just sold it for over a billion bucks. I'm sitting at the lunch with him. He gives a great talk. I commend him on it afterwards. I tell him what I do. I ask him for an interview. He agrees. He gives me his number. He gives me his PA's number. We lock it in. Job done. One thing too is that as you start to create, and we're just talking podcasts here, as you start to become known as a podcaster, you will get emails from people asking to be interviewed or from their publicity agencies asking to be interviewed. So an episode I put out three weeks ago was with the founder of UGG, UGG Boots, the brand UGG. And he's an Australian guy living in the States. He had his PR person reach out to me and ask whether I'd like to interview him. Of course, I would lock it in. So I get get also emails from a lot of people asking if they, if I could be interviewed on their podcast and they are these templated emails and they bore me to tears. They bore me to tears. They're long. They're verbose. It's all about me, 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 me. And it's like, you know what? Just send me an email. Hey, can I interview on my show? Put a link to the show so I can check it out. And it's either a yes or a no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That first step, at what point, once you've kind of identified that guest and you've done a little bit of outreach, at what point does a Google Drive folder, which we'll talk about, get open mm. or um, the point at which you set up a Trello card? Like when do you let Joel know and go, hey, we've got someone lined up here? Between Joel and myself, we have moved across to Google Drive We have a folder within Google Drive for every episode, and the folder is called episode 360, episode 361, you know, by numbered. We put the guest's name and business alongside that folder number. I know Joel is just uh, showing another screen. Are you able to share that, Joel, in the screen where you've got the the Trello window? Because if you do it on that one, we should be able to see it. If you just copy and paste that URL into the browser. Yeah. So, so Tim, you were saying you've got these folders. 
Yeah, we've got these folders. They're broken up into various aspects of it. Are you pulling it up, are you, Joel? Yep. Yeah, there we go. So click on go back to the, no, go back to the SBBM episode. Click on any one of those. Click, click on UG, Brian Smith, 366. Keep talking about Brian. So we've got notes, raw audio, guest assets, complete audio, completed audio, and, um, and website content. So th- th- your question was, Dave, at what point do these get open? Well, I think Joel's opened up the next 10, and as I identify guests, he completes the various bits and bobs. <laughs> It's <laughs> my system talk that is required in each one, which we can go through. But no, does that so, answer your yeah, question? So, so that's good. So once can, you can I just say, can yeah. I just say, and like this is full disclosure here, like even talking about this does my head in. Right? And I say that as a learning because I'm sure there'll be systems geeks who listen to this but there'll be also people who sit through this knowing that they need to do it and maybe feel like me, like I feel anxious and sick talking about this. But having Joel has been a game changer because he manages all this. So really, I shouldn't do any of the talking. <laughs> and we'll let Joel take it away. So so we, um, I'll chime in and ask Joel a couple of questions, actually. So Joel, Tim will let you know, hey, this episode is coming up and I'm assuming he'll do that via email or when you chat on Skype. And then you would basically set up this, an example, like we're looking at Brian Smith, you have this as a templated folder structure that you end up duplicating and then renaming based on the individual episode, as in the person that you're going to interview. So at, at what point do, do you hear from Tim about these episodes? Is that just, yeah, does he shoot an email over or? Sometimes he sent me a message on Skype and sometimes he emailed me. But what I'm doing recently is just I'm I'm taking the initiative to check all of the folder, all of the files in Google Drive this, if the documents are already there so that I won't, be, uh, I won't need to ask Tim because I know that he's really busy. So it really helps me. I mean, also to save more time. Yep. Perfect. So I'm thinking then that, for example, the Tim notes, that's, Tim, that's probably the, the section where you start with. So once you've identified the guest, then because you handle the first two or three stages in this process that we'll see in Trello, identifying mm. the guest, booking in with when the interview is going to happen with the guest and you've got right. your pre-notes and things like that. So maybe you can take us a bit through that process. Yeah, so, so I've identified the guest. This, I mean, pretty much up until the production of an episode, it's all me. Joel's set up my folders. He's got the Google Drive in order, so the various templates are ready for me to populate. The first step after identifying the guest is, okay, I've locked them in. Now I've got to do a little bit of research around that guest. So I go off and, you know, I have a look at their social media. I look at their website. I sit back. I rub my chin in a very considered manner and think about what are the real questions? What's the truth of this interview? What's the big question I want to ask them? What would other people want to ask these people, other business owners? Because I represent them and what I'm thinking, they're thinking, and what they're thinking, I'm thinking. And I write down a list of questions. And in my head, I have a, a funnel or an inverted pyramid and the structure of my interviews generally, and tell me if I'm going into unnecessary detail here, DJ, but I think about the big questions around why. Why do they do what they do? How did their business come to be? How did they get it to market? What were some of the trials and tribulations of getting that business to market and seeing its first success and its first failure? 
And then I sort of drill down into a marketing discussion. So I've got that in my head and that's what I structure my questioning around. And that's it. Is that saved into the Timbo Notes folder? Like you've got some in your head. Yep. At some point it, it needs to come out of there. Um, once I've got the guest questions and then I do the interview, that's only one component part of an episode of the Small Business Big Marketing Show because I also I do... So I might do a listener question or I have other segments like one segment's called What Have You Got to Lose where I share a low-cost marketing idea. So I've got to, I've got to build out that. But what I basically then do is create a script and pointers for me to then go and create the balance of that episode. So tell me when you want me to go through the structure of that. But no, that, back that, to you, that, that feels right. So at this point now you've started to think about the questions, you've started to formulate a script, all of this is happening in your Timbo Notes section. You've mm-hmm. then picked a time when you're going to be interviewing the interviewee and then you, you line it up. And, and what I do on that interview, like I will I generally text the interviewee a day out, just telling them I'm looking forward to it, bit of a reminder to them. I do most of my interviews now out of a studio, so I just remind them of the address and who to ask for. So I just give them that detail and then, yeah, I do the interview. Yep. And then if we just jump back, Joel, into the Trello board. So once you've done the interview, I know then some of those raw assets, and we did see before in the in the Google Drive... You might need to change the share screen again. You might have just changed the method of sharing screen there, Joel. It's just... um, So then you start to load some of those raw assets from the recording into the Google Drive. Now, at this point, we've got Joel shadowing you through the way, capturing things like when is the interview going to get published, the link to the Google Drive that houses everything, obviously some extra info about the, the client's or the interviewees. So what mm-hmm. happens after, let's say now, you've got all of those assets saved in the, the raw folder or the raw files folder in your Google Drive? Mm-hmm. What we, all we've got at this point in the, t- in the discussion, all we have right now is an interview, a raw file of that interview. Now, the nature of the small business big marketing show, Dave, is that there's a whole lot of other component parts. It's a it's a more complicated podcast than just an interview. So I have, and do you want me to detail the structure of an episode? Yeah, tell us a little bit about it. I have what I call a fronter, which is a, a little teaser, a five to 10 second teaser of me saying why tune into the show. I then launch into two live reads for my sponsors. I then launch into a pre-recorded intro, you know, music kind of fun intro. I then have uh, me welcoming people back to the episode, tell them what's included in today's episode. And then we jump to generally a segment, either what have you got to lose or life just got a whole lot easier, which are are two segments that I have on my show. One's a low cost or no cost marketing idea. It's a two minute segment. Another is a one to two minute segment presented by Dale Beaumont, where he shares a productivity tool. And then, so I might go from that segment to the, I introduce the guest, we go into the interview, I come out of the interview, I I wrap up my top three learnings from that interview, I run a sponsor ad, I come out of that, I run the segment that I haven't run, either what have you got to lose or life just got a whole lot easier. And then I come out of that and I wrap it up, I wrap things up, tell people what they're going to hear next week. I revisit a past episode, I grab a a 30 to 60 second grab from a past episode and breathe life back into that. 
and then I say goodbye. Now, the reason I tell you that is, A, to understand the complication of my show because there'll be people wanting to do podcasts whose show's, show's format will be a whole less complicated. But I think what's interesting here is the way I put all that together because it actually only results in one more file, okay? So in that raw assets file in my Google Drive, I have the interview and then I have one more file. And what I do is I open up Audacity, which is the free recording software that I use. I hit record and I literally start to talk to my editor, Daryl. And I say, g'day, Daz. This is episode 364, Brian Smith from UG. Okay, from the start, three, two, one. And I do my fronter. I think stop, pause. I then say to Daz, okay, drop in the two sponsor ads, then drop in the pre-recorded intro. Coming out of that, three, two, one. Yeah, welcome back, everyone, to the Small Business Big Marketing Show. I'm your host, and I go, I do that. I then stop. I then say to Daz, drop in a little sound effect or something to segue into the next segment. And I just, I'm just talking to him the whole way through. If I make a mistake, I clap, and that puts a sharp, uh, I don't even know what you call it, but a sharp point in the timeline, which isn't is clearly not a voice. It's me indicating to Daz that I, I've mucked up and I need you to reset. And then I finish. That's one file. Daz goes and cleans all that up, drops in the interview, and sends me back an MP3 which is the final episode, and that goes into Drive. And Joel then uploads that to my hosting, which is Omni. <laughs> there you so, go. So if we jump then, Joel, if you want to select the tab, just back in the Google Drive there. Yep, perfect. So you'll see, and we go up a folder back up to Brian Smith. Ugh. So we'll just go up a level. Yep, so we can see there. So Tim starts with his notes, then it gets into all of those raw assets, at that point, those uh, and if the guest has any assets, graphics, or any additions, and then step three. And, and I literally, and I'll, I'll just say, there, DJ Raw Audio. Once I've done what I just went through, I send Daryl a very simple email. I'm sure Joel gets a laugh out of this, Jolie. I, I literally say, <laughs> <laughs> "You tell him what I say, Joel. Can you remember?" Yeah, <laughs> I just remember the picture. <laughs> oh, yeah, not that one. That was that was. <laughs> Sometimes I send Daryl funny pictures, uh, DJ, uh, just to keep him laughing, just to keep things light. But the email I send to Daryl for each episode is Daz, notes, media, bye. (laughs) So there's a link to the notes because I give him my notes to show him where if there's any edit points. This is getting detailed, no, but I think this, this is what you this, this is, is what good. you want. Yeah, this is good. So, so I send him a link to my notes, my script, which basically is what I'm working to, but I highlight in yellow anywhere where I want him to make an edit. So, for example, no interview starts at 0.0 seconds, okay? So an interview might start at 36 seconds in the interview file. So I say to Daz, okay, drop in the Brian interview, start at 36 seconds. I very rarely edit interviews, but if I did, I would make comment that I need him to at 12 minutes, six seconds, please delete the coughing. Because if Daryl doesn't listen to my whole interview, he doesn't need to, unless there are edit points in it. And then all the way through, I'm just highlighting in yellow in my notes to Daryl, any edit points in the episode that I put out next week, I purposely dropped the F-bomb because, and I then had to make an edit point for Daryl 
and put a sound effect over it, right? So it's just always highlighting in yellow, that kind of stuff. And then I put a link in my email. I'd say, hey, Daz, here's the notes. Here's the media. And the link to the media is the raw audio file that you see where he can grab all the raw assets and, and do the edit. And then once he's done, he loads everything up into the complete audio folder. And then that's the point at which our uh, Rockstar Joel steps in. So if we head back over to Trello. And while you're heading over, that that file that was their guest assets in Drive, that's simply me putting in any photos of the guests that I need or anything else that the guest has supplied that I want to include in the show notes. Perfect. So just as Joel's jumping around there, Joel, you might just need to... you just might need to use the other window there, Joel. There's there's another share option that looks a little bit clearer. So you have to go back to Zoom, yep, and do share, and then just pick that one. Yep, perfect. So at this point, and I'm working with Tim at the moment, slowly but surely, to hopefully get Joel more integrated into those first three steps, because I think there's some good steps in there that Joel will be able to help with regards to prepping some of the Mm -hmm. interviewees and making sure that they show up on time and know what they're doing, um, just to to lighten that load for, for Tim. But what we really worked on is actually this second bit. So if you scroll down a little bit now, Joel, we should be able to see the next couple of steps. So then we've got step number four, which is we upload the show notes. So at this point, this is really where Tim's work is done and Joel steps in. So I know we've got a few things here and there's going to be one or two processes that we'll share from directly inside System Hub. But the the steps being, I don't know, Joel, if you want to just talk us through maybe the, the first four steps of uploading the show there. Yeah. Once I get the go-ahead with Tim and then I see that the documents are all finished in Google Drive, the one that I took care of, what I'm doing is I am starting to upload and perform some SEO uploading of media player on Omni and then I'm creating and adding images on the show notes. What I'm doing is because we have this um, process or checklist in Trello. So the good thing about this is that I am I'm sure of what that the things that I'm doing are correct. I'm not hesitant. I'm prepared and I'm confident enough that I'm not doing anything that will cause interruptions to the process. So the first thing that I do is I upload the show notes on the website and then I just open my system hub and then follow everything here that is documented like for example for the here's the process on how to create and publish a podcast so i have here the first what i'm doing is i'm uploading the show notes on the website i I captured everything. I screenshot everything specifically when it comes to the processes and systems and steps that I'm doing. And just I, I just refer to this one so I won't be confused. First thing is I'm uploading the content on the show notes. And then once I'm done with this one, I go, I just take the process in, um, in Trello and then just to make sure that I'm done with this one, I, I can proceed to the next step. Perfect. So if we jump back to Trello now, so basically we got those steps and effectively inside Trello. So yeah, if you just click that Trello link just there, just where your cursor is. Okay, so we've got the steps listed out. So this is inside Trello, A almost like we can see there, there's a, a master underneath the pending guest. There's a, a, a mastering, yep. master project that can be duplicated, which is effectively mm-hmm. what we're, we're looking at here. You would then customize that for each individual guest. Once we get down to those steps that you were talking about, each step then links to a specific system hub system. So if you click on that again, just so we can... Um, 
Yep. Under master? Yep, master should be fine. Okay. And just scroll down to step number four. You'll notice next to each one of those steps, there's a little link that takes Joel to the specific system that then explains how to do that specific step. So this becomes really easily scalable as you start to bring on other team members. And, and in Joel's case, he's managing that whole process and it's very clearly documented. So as well, if, if Joel's ever sick, it's easy to then plug in someone else. So I don't know, Joel, if you've got an episode or maybe you can go to the small business big marketing website and maybe we can even just go to a quick episode and you'll just see what the completed output of this looks like and tim for the publication so for this component so joel's obviously following all of the steps and getting it up and running are you involved at this do you do any sort of checking over the top or what's your sort of so so i think what we've there might be a little gap that i'll fill now for you in the sense of what you're seeing is a finished episode of the small business big marketing show on my website media player show notes ability to subscribe and download that's the finished product right yep the way that gets there is that once i've done the interview i then prepare joel if you want to flick across to the drive and open up the notes for an episode yeah so in there great yep so i prepare this for Joel. So basically, we've got a template. And if we slowly scroll through, Joe, you'll notice, Joel, we've got headline, excerpt, ability to drop in the code, copy. This is all the copy for the show notes that you just saw, links and resources, links to advertisers. I've then got my Yoast. Info. I use Yoast as the SEO plugin. So there's all the metadata that I complete permalink, page title, meta description, the Facebook headline, Facebook copy, Twitter, the tweet, um, all that, and then for SoundCloud as well. So I complete all that information and then send it to Joel, and that's where Joel goes into my WordPress, and he creates what essentially is a blog post that includes an audio player. He also uses that information in my audio hosting. So I use a my audio host is is called Omni, O-M-N-Y. Omni is just, you know, it's like Blueberry or Libsyn or SoundCloud. I choose to use Omni. They've got a really nice audio player. They've got good analytics. They're based in Melbourne. They give you the ability to also create a post for your episode because they have a consumer-facing site as well. So Joel also takes this information, puts it there, I also have, this is really important what Joel's got on the screen because I also have partnerships with the Small Business Association of Australia, with the Small Business Mentoring Institute of Australia, and we're developing more and more. And they very, very lovingly post every episode of my show as well. And in fact, gives Joel, one of them gives Joel access to their WordPress. So Joel goes across there posts the episode there so so these notes that you're seeing these show notes per episode are really important and that's what joel works from perfect and then that moves us i think almost into that final stage so if we then jump back in trello unless joel is there anything else you want to add regarding the publication yep i think um the good thing about this since i have everything um provided everything what what the good thing about it is that i'm more on execution i'm or i'm more on management i'm doing everything for in, on behalf of team so i think it's really important that we have 
everything documented. We have the business processes so that everything will run smoothly and effectively as well. Perfect. So yeah. we'll jump back into Trello now and we can see here and then we move into the final stage. One of the great things, I keep interrupting, is so no, much comes. No, there there is so... This well, yeah, it is. It's very anxiety creating, <laughs> but we move on. There is a lot of detail here, and some of which, you know, by you just you can't pick it all up in a little session like this. But one of the things Joel does along the way is Joel's great at SEO, and he's brought that skill to to my show notes. So whilst I might complete the Yoast information and all the metadata, Joel does bring that over that sort of macro look at like, well, what do we want to rank for? What, we, what do we want this episode to rank for? And he's doing more and more of that. Also, and this is not part of getting an episode out, but Joel has also gone back over my archive of 360 plus episodes and reviewed the SEO on that. So that's invaluable. As much as I hate this, and I do hate it, <laughs> I see the absolute benefit in it, right? And, and what it's done is it's freed me up to be more creative. And I used to work with this wonderful copywriter when I was back in my advertising days years ago, Dave. And this guy was a genius creative copywriter. And my job as the little startup account executive was to create the strategy and brief Hank. His name was Hank. And Hank would ask for the tight, he said, tie me up with a tight brief and watch me escape, right? And I love that quote because what it meant was that create the brief, create the systems to operate within, and then that gives the creative person, in that case, Hank, in this case, me, the ability to focus on what I love, which is to create the best possible small business big marketing episode, right? That's all I want to do. It's almost counterintuitive because there's a, it is. a thought that someone thinks, ah, systems and processes constrict, but they actually end up doing the opposite. When put in the right yeah. place, it frees the mind to think, well, now I don't have to think about those 10 mm. steps because I know they're taken care of. Now I can create space to think creatively. Totally counterintuitive and totally the right thing to do. You know, I should have done it a long time ago and I'm still working my way through it, but... You know, for anyone who is kind of the, like me, you know, you just got to, um, what do they say? Eat that frog. That's it. That's it. And then we, we, the final step of eating this frog, which is what Joel does then, is the promotion side of things. Again, this is another area I remember you said previously was a bit more ad hoc. Sometimes it would get posted here or there, but part of it would depend on your schedule and those sorts of things. So mm -hmm. now we've got a real formal structure on the way that uh, Joel is sharing some of these things. So it's very much in Trello. It's just listed out what needs to be done. And then, I don't know, Joel, if you want to just jump into one of the System Hub systems, because each one of these things you've got documented, something like the Facebook one, we can yep. see here this is the process then that Joel goes through on how to share it via Facebook. I don't know if there's any extra steps or things you want to comment on, Joel, with regards to the promotion side of things. Um, when it comes to the promotion, I, as I've mentioned, I, I just refer to the system hub. That, that makes my life a whole lot easier. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's really, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, fell in love with the system hub because, you know, it's, re it's really helpful, valuable to me. So I, I'm, I'm sure that this is the things that I need to do. I'm, I'm making my time more eff efficient as well. Over what period of time does this happen? So 
Tim, you, you start off, you, you get an interview and you line it all up. From the point, let's say, yeah, you've lined up an interview, how, how long does it usually take for an episode to get published? How long does it take for... Well, in terms of time, I mean, I don't, I don't really know the answer to that because I don't track it. Yep. It's not as long as you think. It gets shorter the more you do. I don't really no, know. That's, that's I put it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not it's not days. Like let me let me quantify the time it takes to get a podcast live. So identifying a guest and doing the research is I'm gonna say half an hour. I because I rely a lot on my intuition. I don't kind of want a list of questions. I want a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. So I know what I want to get out of the interview and so therefore I, my research doesn't take as long as you might think. might be an, a, a half an hour to an hour. The interview takes half an hour, 40 minutes. That's generally how long an interview is. The preparation of all the other bits around the episode before I record it is probably 45 minutes by the time I've identified a marketing idea to share and kind of got my head around everything else I've got to go through. Recording that takes 10 minutes or however long that the other bits are, 10 to 15 minutes. And then writing the show notes up for Joel probably takes me half an hour. And then there might be another, I'm going to just add an hour to that. So what are we up? We're at about four or five hours, aren't we? Yep. And then um, usually, yeah, about a week's worth of editing time for Daz, or is he <laughs> no, much quicker? No, no, Daz is a, he's a machine. Yeah. He's, he's one of these blokes, is classic. You know, I sent him some stuff for next week yesterday and he said when do you need it i said oh next tuesday's fine well i got it this morning that was next week's episode plus two episodes for virgin australia to get out plus two segments what have you got to lose and life just got a whole lot easier because what i do is they are segments within my show but he also sends them as individual files that i create separate blog posts out of yeah, and then Joel, once you step in, so once Tim's got everything loaded in your Google Drive folder for you to get an episode loaded to the site, how long does that take? Um, I think it will just take me three to four hours. Um, yeah. Like, for example, when it comes to creation of images, uploading of the show notes on, on the um, website and Omni, also performing SEO and adding the, the media player on, on the website. I think it will just take me three to four hours. Yeah. Not too long, yeah. And then um, once the, the show goes live, the promotion stage, is that something that happens over a, a period? I knew you do the initial blast. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question because um, I don't think we, we, have, we haven't mastered that. And I've done a bit of research trying to find the ultimate, like, world's best podcast episode promotion strategy. And I, I haven't found it yet. And I'm working, Joel and I are working on creating that. But what I can say is, like, I've been doing this show for seven or eight years and just by pure organic growth, we've achieved success, right? What I do with each episode and what I've done with each episode is once it goes live, we tweet it, we Facebook it, we link in, we share it on LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+. We're not even on Instagram. We've been lazy. We're working on that. But And then what I do is go back into my archive on a daily basis and retweet or repost old episodes just to breathe life back into them. But we're right in the middle of we've just employed a social media agency. Joel's going to manage this. They're going to set a strategy. They're going to be responsible for design of all the various little posters that we put on social media. And it's going to be a mix of organic social media sharing and paid 
and Joel's going to manage that. And I think we're going to take take it to a whole new level in terms of sharing a podcast episode. What I also do is that's only one kind of strand of promoting a podcast. I mean, I do an EDM maybe once a fortnight that I might mention an episode that I've done recently. Remember, my, my main podcasting strategy right now and into the future is partnerships, is amplifying what I do with others who have got the eyes or ears of those that I want to get in front of. So the Small Business Association of Australia is a classic example. Virgin Australia is a classic example where these organisations have small business owners as their clients and I provide great content, they provide me an audience. Perfect. I think we're into the final straight here. We might just jump straight back into Trello just for the last little bit, uh, Joel, if you want to get perfect. Um, And you can close Uh out that master sheet. So just get perfect. So basically, almost the the recap there, you can see an episode would appear underneath a, a pending guest and that triggers everything off. You just duplicate the master. Once things are getting queued up, then it would move into the to-do. And then if Joel was working on it, then it would be in the doing. And then finally, once it's complete, it gets dragged across to the done. So it's almost like a conveyor belt-like process that as much as uh, Tim probably doesn't keep an eye on this, if he wanted to, he could kind of just step in and make sure that everything's (laughs) getting completed and making sure he knows where things are up to. So that's really the whole idea to create something that's replicable, a process, because Tim's doing this all the time. You want to identify what's happening in your business that happens on a consistent basis like this, and you build out a process like this, and then you start to bring in other team members who can then start to share in that work and make sure it's delivered. So it's I, I've really enjoyed going through this process with you, Tim, as, as much as you, you felt <laughs> yeah, it was a bit... You're a weirdo. <laughs> a bit like pulling teeth. It, uh, <laughs> I, I love the organisation and seeing your Google I know Drive. You do, mate. <laughs> we need yeah. people like you. That's we need people like Mindy. you, DJ and Joel. <laughs> yep. And, um, you, you were going to just say something, Joel? Yeah, just to... Um, I think I just need to give my opinion as well on this one. <laughs> yeah. So in a bigger picture, I personally believe that processes and these business systems provide a blueprint for new employees, specifically like me or new members in the team. And enable. I think it enables cross-training to minimize business interruption in cases like illnesses and whenever I get sick or employee turnover. And also, it, I think it provides staff with some guidelines to refer to. That's why documented systems, I think, also ensure the business will still continue to run smoothly and effectively if you're not there to look after it like Simbo is really busy with um, some stuff. So thank you, David, for giving or introducing us to this great system. system. Oh, mm. my, my pleasure. Well said. <laughs> love seeing well it in said. action. And, 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 uh, yeah. I'm going to add to that too, whilst we're all patting each other on the back <laughs> and doing team hugs, that having someone to do this and manage it. I can't, it was proven, do this by myself, uh, nor did I want to, knew I had to. So I would encourage anyone thinking of of doing this to find a Joel, um, get it in place. You know, one of the first things Joel did when he came on my team with the help of Dave was to get the systems in place. You know, I was off 
I remember in the early days, you know, sending Joel links to training and you know, for Instagram and training for this and training for that. And, and David, very rightly, uh, you pulled me back and said, like, let's get the systems in place first because, again, having those systems will free you up to, to do all that other stuff down the track. There is time that, and money that needs to be invested to get it up, but it's worth it. And from what I can gather, not only is it worth it and it'll help you be more productive and more creative and more effective in what you do, but I, I think it becomes an asset which should add value to your business, you know. Um, I've spoken to a few franchisees and franchisors in the course of doing the Small Business Big Marketing Show and um, systems are everything and that's what people buy, right? That's what they're paying for. So, um not that you have to be a franchisee to do all this stuff, but they clearly get it right. You build this and you're building an asset that becomes saleable. And while Tim's business um, is very centered around him, the way that he runs the podcast, there's other businesses that, you know, if you are thinking about selling, I, I don't know if Tim could or wants to sell the podcast, but for other people that if you are looking to sell, yes, as Tim said, that's exactly what they're looking for. So, Tim, I don't know if there's any final words you want to add. I, I, we've probably come to the end of this. You've been very generous just for us to, to look <laughs> in behind the scenes. No one, very rarely do people show them this because this feels like their secret source. And yeah, yeah. very grateful for that. No worries, mate. No, no, there, there is plenty there. And I'm sure there's some little steps along the way that we've missed, but that's the main stuff. Um, don't overcomplicate it. Um, I have seen some people go about their podcasting in a way that, you know, boy, I just think, you know, how do they ever get a show out? So I think you've got to find that balance between having systems in place and having systems in place that are actually going to cripple you from doing anything. So, um, no, incredibly valuable stuff, mate. So well done, DJ, on putting it together. And thank you, Jolly. Yes, thank you, Joel. And uh, Tim, if people want to keep an eye on you and what you're up to, obviously... Small business, oh, just big market. Just sit out the front of my house. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll put that underneath <laughs> in the show notes. We'll get Joel to post that. Tim, address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can, well, in fact, there's a couple of drones out the front of my office at the moment, just hovering in the sky. <laughs> no, uh, just they can head over to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com to see my podcast in action and see the show notes and everything that Joel puts together. Good. All right. Well, thank you guys. That was fantastic. Good on you. Thank you, DJ. Thanks, Joel. Thank you. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.